Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. I want to introduce you all to Miss Tiffany Morell, who is an Emmy Award winning producer, director, creative genius, and the CEO of First Generation Productions. Tiffany, welcome to Evening Words. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much uh, for for joining us. There's so much I want to talk to you about. I mean, obviously, we had the Oscar noms, and I kind of want to get into that. And there's been a little bit of dust up. I think a little bit of overreach and overreaction around around the Barbie movie. But I I, I want to start first with a movie that I have not seen yet, so no spoilers. Um, okay. But I know that you have been connected to and worked behind the scenes a little bit with a lot of different producers and directors. And so I don't know if you've seen Origin, but Origin is a film that we really are thinking a lot about here at WRD and, and trying to produce some programming around. So I wonder if you could share with the audience just a little synopsis of the film and, and, and maybe why it's, it's an important piece. Um, yes. So I think that the piece is super important because um, what I think Ava did, um, don't know if you're familiar with the cast, the book, the cast, um, it's kind of the film is basically uh, depicted of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes through the evolution of the writer. Um, and to me, I feel like it's almost like an adaptation of the writer's um, journey into writing the book is what the film is totally about, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, how how Ava was able to, I guess, humanize in the beginning in order for the viewers to actually understand what's happening. Hmm. And I, what I mean by that is that through all the pain and loss um, that happened in the beginning, I think it gave us a, a human, an, an, a human emotion to the character. Hmm. Um, and as she continued her journey to find out the information that she did in order to write this thesis, which uh, in return became the book, I think uh, she was able to humanize, emotionalize the character, which was able to make the viewers digest the information that she was actually portraying in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, again, we're, we're working a little bit behind the scenes, trying to figure out how to how to get it screened and do a little bit of programming around it here um, um, in Philadelphia through through WRD. When you look at the kind of current state of 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 of, of Hollywood and and black folks participation and and I and I know I, I'm talking less about on screen talent here and more about like the kind of work that you do. You know, the more behind the scenes, the producing and the and and the directing. I mean. Give us like the state of the union from your your sort of bird's eye view as as a practitioner in that space. Uh, I mean, it's evolu- it's it's changing consistently, mm-hmm. um, especially now with I'm sure you're familiar with everyone should be familiar with the strike that happened uh, yes. since last year that got lifted um, early this year or going into late last year. So we're still in um, a really influx of not knowing really what's going on mm. um, in a sense of where there's work saying that there's work happening but there's really no work happening so we're all just you know praying and and hoping that things get lifted and the world comes back and our world comes back to the way it used to be um but just i think what it shows is how the caste system relates to our world Mm. um you have the crew members 250 plus at times making things happen 
Um, but no one cares nothing but just the writers and talent, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. But what about all the years of, you know, unfair waging and unfair um, things that happen on the cruise front that doesn't really get recognized because to to Hollywood, they're just the bottom, right? They're mm-hmm. the untouchables in a sense where, you know, our talent and directors are put up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get more prioritized when it comes to um, union rights and things like that. Um, so for me, I just feel like the the movie really predicts what's happening in all genres of, you know, the mm-hmm. work environment, um, even from the Fortune 500 companies to the Wendy's down the street, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a hierarchy and then there are the people who wash the dishes who people look past or the dishwasher that no one cares about and just feels like, oh, we can pay him five, $5 an hour because he's an immigrant and he doesn't have papers. So he's not cared about. He's not thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like uh, my industry in this film is very parallel and we're seeing the the issues that are arising now within the industry. And I think a lot of doors and a lot of things are being knocked down to kind of um, evil out the pains, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can, can you talk a little bit about how you guys started? I mean, I, I can imagine there aren't a lot of black women producers, uh, crew members, uh, uh, you know, just not a lot of black women in Hollywood period, but tell, how did you get started in, in your career? I mean, you, you know, I know it's, it's a struggle and I would love for you to talk a little bit more so folks can understand how everyone thinks Hollywood's kind of a glamorous life, but if you're working there, it's really more of a grind. But before we get to the grind, how, how did you get started? So, um, you know, I did everything like everybody else did, went to college, got this, you know, got the degree, did the safe thing, you know, mm-hmm. what your parents wanted you to do. Always had a love for film and production, just never knew how to get into it. Didn't have anybody in my circle and do anyone who was in television and film. It was something that I had to seek out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a program called Made in New York and, and it's, uh, uh, it's a program from the mayor's office. Excuse me, my dog wants That's to be all right. Your dog wants to be on camera. That's all good. <laughs> um, you know, and it was in the mayor's office of television and film. It's a six week program who te- that teaches, you know, underprivileged um, or those people who are in transition, you know, from career to career, something that I was doing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunity to learn how to be a production assistant. I did the six weeks uh, boot camp, which was really a boot camp. Amazing program for those out there who are looking to get into film and TV. Made in New York um, is amazing program. And I credit my career to them. Seriously. Wow. Um, they took me underneath their wing. They saw something in me. Uh, once I graduated the program, they just started putting me on jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started doing things like Nurse Jackie, Orange It's New Black when it first came to Netflix. Were you a PA on Nurse Jackie? I was a PA on Nurse That's Jackie. That's a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. Um, and I just kind of worked my way up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it wasn't always easy. Um, I'm talking about 17, 18 hour days, you know, in the cold winter in New York City outside mm-hmm. in all times of night, uh, overnights, um, rarely getting any sleep. But I knew um, in the beginning, that's what you just had to do to get to where you had to be. I needed to show that I was dedicated and it was something that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, um, I met some great mentors who mentored me along the process in the AD department and the producing department, you know, and I was blessed to be able to find people who really saw something in me and was willing to take a chance. Um, and just hard work and perseverance, you know, mm-hmm. it's not something where, you know, there are many days where many days that I ask myself, do I really want to do this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> a lot of times, you know, being black and being a female, you have to deal with certain things that come along with being in a certain environment, you mm-hmm. know? Wait, 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 hold on. You got to unpack that. You got to unpack that, <laughs> Tiff. Come on. Meaning, you know, a lot of times I was the only female in, you know, in certain departments, mm-hmm. the only black female, you know what I'm saying? The only black person, you know, mm-hmm. out of, you know, a hundred people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the, those are the spaces where you have to show up and show out. 
um, because your opportunity gives someone else the opportunity to have a chance. Um, so learning how to navigate that was, I think the beginning of the career was kind of hard at times, mm -hmm. but it was something that I was able to overcome once I looked within myself and it was something that I had to do in order to pave the way for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to kind of remove the veneer of glamour around Hollywood work, especially if you're working behind the scenes. I mean, you've been grinding it out for a while you know, to get to, to get to where you are. And even now it's contingent, right? Like you're, you're, you know, you got to get to the next gig and the strike didn't help. And the, the floodgates have not really opened back up. But so talk a little bit about that, the kind of grind to do the kind of behind the scenes work. Cause a lot of folks, a lot of young people, especially, Hey, I want to go work. I want to be a producer. I want to be a director, just like Tiffany Morrell. Like how, what, what would you, you know, how, give them a sense of what it's like really on that, on that kind of grind to, to do the work that you do. Um, it's the you, people don't want to hear the answer. No. Um, when someone tells you to do something, ask you to do something, and if you don't know what to do, you figure it out. Um, mm. it's a lot of, um, self-motivation, mm. a lot of, you know, pushing your, yourself to certain limits that you didn't think that you would be able to do. You know, when you don't know something, instead of asking like, well, how did take the moment to Google it? You know, there's mm -hmm. so much technology. Nowadays, you can actually figure out how to do things. Um, a lot of times people don't want to teach. They just want you to know. Um, and that's something that I had some challenges with because not, like I said, I didn't know anybody who came in this industry. Everything I've learned was self-taught or taught by people who gave me the opportunity to men for mentorship. Wow. Um, so I had to really um, understand that, you know, when you're putting them in a position of power, people are expecting you just to make things happen. Mm -hmm. um, and making things happen means, you know, stepping outside the box and thinking outside the box and not always asking for help, but being the person that people want to look to for help. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is, like I said, taking the initiative to understand, to learn. Um, there are many days, Saturdays and Sundays when I wasn't working, but I was working. You know, right. I was on, I was on YouTube. I was watching movies. Right. I was, you know. Seeing what my best, who my, who my favorite shows was, and looking at who those producers are, mm -hmm. going and googling those producers, figuring out how they got their start. What was it to keep the key five points that they said? Okay, this is how I got where I got to. Mm -hmm. um, and really studying um, people that I admired, and the people that I admire aren't the people you see on TV. They aren't the talent. They aren't the actors. Are there are the people who are beside behind the scenes and creatively making things happen? Mm -hmm. um, and I really just zoned into that when I walk into a room and you know there's. 50 or 60 producers there, I want to know at least three of like 30 of them. Right. You know, I want to be able to walk up to a producer and have a conversation about something they did and for them to be surprised about it. Like, oh, well, how mm -hmm. do you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's different. So my, my research really was going outside of the norm and really um, studying the great works of, you know, writing, you know, who are the great, who are the best writers mm -hmm. and, they get their motivation how do they character develop you know mm -hmm. and really applying it to my own um my own way of thinking my own way of working when i see a great director and people say oh he's great to work with okay why was he great to work with mm -hmm. and taking up and applying it within myself you know mm -hmm. so it's like take um five parts of the greatest people that you ever loved and you know thought that were the best and kind of applying that into your own life into your own works and being the person that you always wanted somebody to be for you mm -hmm. you know i believe in taking care of the people who I work around. Um, you can't do it by yourself. It takes a whole team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one film needs 300 people a day to keep it moving, you wow. know, so I say I do it by myself. I would never say that. So I really take pride 
and my, you know, my creative partners, mm-hmm. my crew members, treating them well, understanding, you know, their growth or what they want to do and helping put them in places as well. Because it's not just about me staying here and, and elevating, but it's about me taking the people, you know, who look up to me and elevating them as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. For folks who maybe don't understand what a producer does, just explain the role fundamentally. What does a producer do in Hollywood? So a producer, there are different types of producers, right. you know, they're creative producers, they are, you know, producers who work on a production aspect of it. A creative producer is something where someone brings a script to him and say, or him or her and say, hey, this is the script, uh, we need to make it come to life. <laughs> and as a producer, what do you do? You go and you find the best director, you go and you find the best, you know, crew members from your art to your hair and makeup to Mm -hmm. your set designers, all of that. You really hire everybody. Mm -hmm. From there, you kind of bring everyone together cohesively. And when you're a producer, learning how to match personalities in different departments is really, really really something special. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. what you don't hate to do is, right, is have six department heads, but three of them hate each other. Or they don't work well together. Their styles is different. Mm -hmm. They talk different. They don't mesh well. So a great producer knows how to put the pieces together. And that means bring people together. Um, and once you do that, you have creative conversations. And from there, you start building. I'll look for locations, mm. purchase location, you know, purchase location, book crew members, find the food. Mm-hmm. So everything is happening on TV from the wardrobe to the lighting to the crew members. The producers are literally the ones in the back making it all come together. And then you have your certain, you know, department heads who make that specific portion come to life. But as a producer, you're really in charge of the whole scope of the project beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I'm in conversation with Tiffany Morell, who is a producer, a director, and Emmy Ward wing, um, and also the CEO of First Generation Productions. Uh, Tiffany, I'm going to get you out of here on this because I know your schedule is, is tight and we're getting ready to go to break. I, I you know, I, I saw the nominations come out this year and, and this, I want to have a no shade conversation. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to throw any shade. I don't want to throw any shade, but okay. you know, with, there's been a lot of back and forth over the last years around whether or not this process is equitable, which it's not, but there's a little bit, a lot of back and forth about it. And when you see the nominees, you know, are, what's your assessment of it as someone who's kind of inside the industry? What, what's your take uh, on it from the perspective of, of diversity, equity, and inclusion? What I think is that we have a academy who has been this way for almost a hundred years, right? Um, think about where, you know, people of color have, our journey have been since the Academy has happened, right? Right. Um, I see that there are changes that they're trying to make and that they want to make. Mm-hmm. I do feel that there's always going to be pushback from the, the, the top end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see a shift. I do see a recognition. And unfortunately, you know, we have to have the titles, the first black African-American female to win this or to be nominated for the first black male to be nominated for this. I just wish that it could just be nominations. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. We don't have to say she's the first black. When we when we add that, we diminish how far we've come as far as black people in the industry. You know what I'm saying? When we constantly have to put race in front of a nomination because when they when Jack Nicholson or somebody else gets nominated, they don't say the the 80th white person. The 80th right? white guy to win. That's right. Right. They don't, right. They don't say any right. of that. They just say nominations, right? Mm-hmm. So why do we have to continuously, when it comes to us, be able to, when I say us, I mean people of color, that we constantly have to have the race thing in front of our nominations. I, 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 think- I appreciate that viewpoint because for me, I see what you're saying too, because it's like, 
it's also every time I hear something like it's also like, man, this is just the this is like 2023 is 2024 is it's the first time. You know what I mean? Like it's it does. It changes. It creates a different context for 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 the excellence that they're being uh, nominated for. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. You know, you we want to we want to see um, we want to understand as far as, you know, uh, we as a people where we've come from and how far we've come. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I just think that when we add that um that that note to it it just changes the the it just changes the award feeling you know mm-hmm. what i mean it adds more pressure you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. for for black actresses and stuff that they already have already to wear that on their shoulder too and then when they don't win you know when we don't mm-hmm. when we don't sit we don't get to the point where we actually win the award then it's like oh well we knew we was gonna give it to a black you know what i'm saying we know we was gonna give it to her she black you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. versus maybe that that other film was hella good right you know what I'm saying? right <laughs> It really is. It's it's a double sword situation. I understand both aspects of it. You know, we're always on that you know thin line from you know from moving forward and still being pushed back. Um, I just think it's just going to be a couple of more Academy mm-hmm. Awards for us to really see where we're going to be at. Honestly. Okay, Tiffany Morell, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to talk to you. I thank hope you'll you. I hope you'll come back on because you know, I don't have a whole lot of Hollywood subject matter experts on my on my booking roster. So so I hope you'll come back on and and, and, and Absolutely. talk with us. Absolutely. I appreciate you being uh, on your show. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 